Hello everyone and welcome to this week's version of Shower Thoughts with a Side of Popcorn. As I mentioned in last week's podcast, we are going to continue with our last topic, which was Harry Potter. Um, so we were joined by our four guests. No, I'm sorry, three guests, Carly, Marquetta, and Alexandra. And we took a lot, look at some Harry Potter theories. And as you know, Harry Potter is just a really, really robust series and involves so many different books, so many different movies. So there's a lot to talk about. And me being a total Potterhead, I was, I had no shortage of potential theories to talk about. So, without further ado, here we go. We're going to jump back into the podcast from where we left last week. Okay, Carly, you were saying? Okay, yeah. I think, though, if you, like, take the specific characters or, like, the specific people in Gryffindor, for example, like Neville, Neville, I would not say is arrogant in the slightest. Yeah, I actually think that um, Neville would be a Hufflepuff if it wasn't for his, uh, if it wasn't for his loyalty. Yeah, because he's loyal to Harry, Hermione, Luna, Ron, like he's loyal. But if you really think about it, every single house is kind of loyal to their house. Yes, but I'm just saying your point is that Gryffindor is the most arrogant, but I feel like if you break down specific people, I wouldn't say that they're arrogant. Like, okay... There are some people that I would say, like Hermione, I'd say she's arrogant. Harry, I'd say he, she's... He's arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say he's arrogant. Ron, not arrogant. Yeah, yeah see, that's what I'm saying. Dumbledore, very arrogant. For sure, but I like... See, like, what you're saying, like, if you look at the house as a whole, then yes, maybe you could say that they're arrogant, because I feel like, I don't know, you're in Gryffindor, like, how could you not be arrogant? I feel like... Like, think like, you're the best yeah, house. Like, yeah. in my opinion, I view that as, like, kind of, like, the main house, so... I could see how you could argue that they're arrogant, but then, like, what Carly's saying, like, if you were breaking down, like, individual characters that are in yeah. the house. Okay, but also, like, Harry's dad, he was in... He was very arrogant. Yeah, that's what I said. And he's in Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like, uh, they all have that kind of arrogance to them. Okay, but, like, Sirius Black, which... which Sirius, was, he was Gryffindor. And I wouldn't say he's arrogant. He was arrogant. He was... Sirius Black was really arrogant. That's why, that's why he got, um... So his family, we're all, we're all Slytherins, and they're very proud of being Slytherin, and he was the first Gryffindor, but he still had that kind of Slytherin. Okay, yeah. So that's why he was like Slytherin and Gryffindor together, which kind of made yeah. him, that's why he's my favorite character, because he has that, the kind of Slytherin skills, but he's he is a Gryffindor, but he still has that kind of Slytherin skills to him. Yeah. I feel like all the Weasleys, though, none of them, I would say, are arrogant. Maybe Percy Weasley okay. is the most Percy. arrogant character in Harry Potter. Jenny, but like George. Wait, why Ginny be? Why would Ginny be? Uh, I, like Ginny. I feel like Ginny's arrogant. And Ginny is not arrogant yeah. at all. I'm I think. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm just saying she is like she thinks that she's like kind of better than everyone. I don't think so. Nah, she actually she has she has she has, she has she has like um like um she has emotional problems and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I don't think she's arrogant. I think that the only arrogant character, like, the only arrogant Weasley is Percy. Yeah. And, like, he, he wasn't even really a Weasley. Like, he literally left the family because he, li- he didn't like them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's a loser. But, yeah, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Arrogant. How they were high. 
the Hufflepuffs. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> so the next theory is, you remember the escape from Harry's house, Privet Drive? Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the Deathly, no, was it the Deathly Hollows? Deathly Hollows. Yeah, I believe it's the Deathly Hollows. Um, the escape from Privet Drive. Um, when they had a bunch of Harrys. Yeah. You remember that, right? Yeah. And that's when Hedwig was killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I believe that Snape killed Hedwig. What is the grounds for that belief? So I think that Hedwig could identify which Harry Potter was the real Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? That's just so Snape oh. killed... Um, so Snape killed... Uh, Hedwig, in order for Harry Potter to be safe, um, going to. I actually agree with that. I actually really like that theory. Like, and and we know that Snape was trying to play the double agent there. Yeah. Um, particularly in the part where there was, um, oh my god, where was his name? Rudolphus or whatever. Mm. Um, he tried to kill Fred. No, he tried to kill George. And he shot at he he shot Avada Kedavra at him, and so Snape right before he's about to do that he did Sectum Sempra, which is Snape's spell for to slash with the knife that he created, um, accident. But unfortunately, Rudolphus got hit and he accidentally sli- sliced off George's ear. Yeah. So Snape was trying to help Harry in that in that situation too. So that's why I think it was him who killed Hedwig to protect Harry. Yeah, I really like the theory. Yeah. Next theory. Let's see what's next. Oh, this is actually a really cool theory. I found this one online. Really cool theory. Um, and this was every single Weasley besides Ron was named after a British queen or king or an Arthurian character. Damn. So Percy was named after Percival. Uh... Ginny, who's like Ginerva, I think was her real name, was named after Guinevere from uh, Arthur. Ron, he's doesn't. He's the one that doesn't fit. I don't know why. I think it's because Ron was one of the main characters, right? And then she built around the rest of his family as the characters from Arthurian or British queens and kings. But this theory gets cooler. Like right now, it's like meh. But William, who's like who's Bill, is King William, right? Uh, Charlie, King Charles, Fred. Prince Frederick and George, King George. Now, this is the really cool part. King George was deaf in one ear. No way. That's okay, I know, this is even crazier. And he took over after the untimely death of Prince Frederick. Wow. So then, yeah, that makes sense. Prince Frederick died at wow. an age much younger than he should have died at. He was 15, mm-hmm. right? The real Fred was older. And King George was deaf in one ear and took over him. And that's what happened. George was got one ear yeah. set off and Fred died prematurely. But that's a good theory. So that was a really cool thing that I found, right? Um, and I got a couple more theories for you guys. So the next theory is that Dumbledore is deaf. And this is J.K. Rowling's favorite theory. And I feel this is a very deep theory. Uh... You have to unpack a lot. So you guys know of the tale of the three brothers, yeah. right? Deathly yeah. Hallows. You, yeah. you want to like tell it real quick? Um, there was the three brothers, and like one of them, 
brought, I, I'm like, I'm not good at explaining, but like one of them wanted to bring back someone from the dead, the other one wanted to be the most powerful wizard, and then one of them wanted the invisibility cloak so that they could hide from death because they wanted to cross the bridge, right? And then, yeah, but they so, were going to yeah. die. Like, I don't know, I'm not explaining that So they had, like, there was like a, there was like kind of a creek, like you were saying. There's kind of a creek, and so Death was like, yes, I got three, like, guys who are going to die because, like, they were running from something, and there was, like, the creek there, and they were going to die, and then they used their magic abilities to build a bridge, right? So they're like, wow, you escaped Death. You cheated, right? So they crossed the bridge and everything, and then Death came in, a like, a human form, and he was like, you, you get to choose, like, one thing you want, and you explain the rest, right? It was all perfect. So that's the tale of the three brothers, and this theory states that Dumbledore is death himself, death himself, right? And so there's once... three characters in the books that represent the three brothers. There's Voldemort. Voldemort represents the eldest brother who wanted to be the most powerful wizard there was. Mm -hmm. There was Harry, who represented the youngest brother who who used like the uh who he had the invisibility yeah, cloak yeah, right yeah. like that was a given he had the invisibility cloak he was even the descendant of the younger brother yeah. harry potter was the descendant of the younger brother and the middle brother and this is the craziest one is snape he wanted to get back someone that he loved harry potter's mom yeah. right yeah. so that's what that st stone was for his whole motivation was trying to get back it was everything that snape did was for harry's mom Right. The only thing is, is, like Dumbledore had the Elder Wand. Hmm? No. So, so each of these, Dumbledore, but who had the Elder Wand at the end? Harry, at the very end. At the very end, but like, okay, okay Voldemort yeah, took it from Dumbledore's grave. Yeah, but so those are the three brothers, and that's what they each like played, right? So Dumbledore played a role in both Voldemort and Snape's deaths, right? Yeah. And so did Death, who played the role. In the oldest brother and the middle brothers, both their deaths. Yeah. They used what they wanted against him, right? So he used Voldemort's need for power against him and he used Snape's love for Harry's mom against him, right? Yeah. And this is the part, I, I don't know if you remember, but is that in the Deathly Hollows? It's when Harry was in the woods and he like died yeah. and he was walking to Dumbledore and platform yeah. nine and three quarters. Mm -hmm. And that's when, remember, the, the, young, the youngest brother was greeted by death, his old friend. And that's like a quote from the story. And that's, remember, they were walking as like old friends just walking along the path. And that's exactly how it kind of ended the story of the three brothers. So that's why Dumbledore would represent death in that kind of scenario. And so it was about like greed, loss. And like how you can use that against them, and Dumbledore was death himself in human form. Yeah, I, I guess I agree with that. I feel like I can definitely see like how the three brothers applies to like Harry, Snape, and to Voldemort, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I get I get that. I understand that, and I feel like that's fairly accurate. But I just don't, I don't get know why yeah. Dumbledore had the Elder One then, and he also died with the Elder Wand. What do you mean? You know the Dumbledore story about the Elder One? No, I don't. Like, why does he have it? Why does he have it? He took it from Grindelwald, I think. Dumbledore took it from Grindelwald. It's a big thing about, like, 
you know Dumbledore's obsessed with the Deathly Hollows, right? Obsessed yeah. with it, maybe because he was death himself. But he was obsessed with the De- Deathly Hollows to the point where he wanted all of them all, all the different things. So yeah. that's why he had the Elder Wand. Okay. But the Elder Wand really is useless. Let's be honest. The Elder Wand is not is the worst out of all three of them. Actually, the Resurrection Stone's dumb too. Yeah. Like why bring that? The, what's it called? Cloak. Clothes and the, yeah. The clothes freaky, bruh. That's the only good thing. No, but, I, yeah. I want it. At the first time I watched the movie, I was like, I yeah. need this. <laughs> like, like, come on, let's be honest. Like, why are you getting Elder Wand? All wands are powerful. You just get one that's like a little bit more powerful. Big yeah, deal. Yeah. Right? right? I don't know. This theory's hurting my brain. Yeah. <laughs> so let me, let me move it. Let me move to the next one. And this is the one that Snape did not kill Dumbledore with Vada Kedavra. Instead, Dumbledore died after he fell to his death, a very painful death. He fell off the tower and smashed down, and that's when he died. A Black Widow type of death. And you want me to break it down? Yes, please. Okay. So you remember, let's, let's go back to like the Half-Blood Prince. So Dumbledore put the restrictive curse on Harry, right? Like Harry was like, he was on the floorboards below, like couldn't talk and all yeah, that. Uh, and... If you watch it again, I'll watch the clip again. The restrictive curse breaks when Dumbledore hits the ground. It does not, it doesn't break when Dumbledore gets hit with that, the curse. Huh. Right? Um, and that shows that he died when he hit the ground because curses break when the person dies. Yeah. And that's why he died when he uh, hit the ground and not when he got hit. The second thing is Snape, he didn't like Dumbledore, right? Yeah. Because Dumbledore manipulated him and Snape knew it. Mm-hmm. But Snape didn't have that, like, the total evil in his heart, I don't think, to kill Dumbledore. You think that Snape would kill Dumbledore? No, see, that's the thing is I don't. But, like, at the same time, we all watched it happen. And, like, how could he get hit with it and not yeah. die? How did he yeah. make it happen, like, so, for him to say it, hit it, but still not be the thing yeah, that killed so Snape, Snape, uh, Snape didn't want to kill Dumbledore. I mean, he did want to because their whole master plan, but here's the part. So, Mad-Eye Moody in The Goblet of Fire stated that all the students, like, they said, you could point your wand at me right now and say Avada Kedavra, and I doubt I would get anything more than a nosebleed because you have to mean it when you say it. Again, in the, in the Deathly Ho- again in the Deathly Hollows, Bellatrix Lestrange tells Harry, you have to mean it when you do the Crucio curse, right? Yeah. Which is why, remember, Harry tried to do Crucio, and he's just like, yeah. he didn't mean it, right? Like, he didn't have that in his heart to actually do that curse to him. So it's the same thing with Dumbledore, right? And I think what Mad-Eye said was, I doubt I get anything more than a nosebleed. So it still does something to you getting hit by that curse. It pushed him back. Right? So what it did is just pushed him that little backwards, and he fell to his death. Yeah. Like, Dumbledore's falling, and he's like, it, Snape can't even do this right, right? He couldn't even kill me right now. He had to fall to his death. He had like a painful death. Did he have his wand when he fell? Sorry? Did Dumbledore have his wand when he fell? No. Okay. So I was going to say then, because then he could have obviously feel, I felt, feel like he could have done something. Killed himself? himself? Why would he want to save himself? Because he could like make it look like he was going to die and in reality not be dead. What? No. The master plan. Dumbledore wanted to die. He planned the end. Dumbledore was basically dead anyways right he went to that um that cove where he kept on drinking that um thing and he was at the point of near death 
And it was part of the, the uh, Dumbledore's master plan was that Snape kill him. So that Snape gets a trust of the Death Eaters and then um, he can be like their double agent. So Snape had to kill Dumbledore. Dumbledore forced Snape to kill him. Snape's like, I don't want to kill you. Dumbledore said, you have to kill me. But couldn't he fake his death? No. He, why would he want to fake his death? Die. He's already dying. But the thing is, Okay, let me let me let me ask you. Let me tell you a couple things. Thing number one, Dumbledore doesn't give a crap. Thing number two, Dumbledore, like I said before, he was drinking that bad poison. Imagine half his body's gone. He's basically like night, and this is extreme magic. This is like the dark, dark arts that you can't reverse. You can't do anything about it. He's basically dead on that thing. You give him twenty more minutes, he'd be dead on the floor. Yeah. Right. And he wanted to die. He, w- he was willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good, like he always talked about. So he was basically already dead. He just wanted Snape to just give him just that quick death and gain the trust of the Death Eaters. He wanted to die. He needed to die. He was and, dying. And you, already, you know Voldemort was like playing around with him when he was dead, right? To, to make sure that he was mm-hmm. dead. Like he needed to be dead. He was already dead anyways, like Marquetta said. It was just Snape who had to give that last blow to kill him. I, I, yeah, I, I feel like I support this theory because I feel like Snape wouldn't actually kill him. Yeah. And like you said, like when the curse from like Harry broke when he hit the ground, that's what killed him. Yeah. Carly? I agree with it. I'm just saying like, I don't know. I just don't like Dumbledore, so I feel like he's just like... He's selfish, and everything he did was selfish. Now, everything Dumbledore did was selfish. He just said that it was for the greater good, even though it was all selfish. Yeah. So, I don't know. This next theory is pretty cool. I, I thought of this one, too, when I read this in the book. And it's that Neville's not actually bad at magic. He's only bad at magic because he used his dad's wand for the, the first five books. <laughs> so... Let me let me explain this. We go all the way all the way back to the first first movie or first book, um, Sorcerer's Stone, and you remember Ollivander, yeah, the wand dude. What was his very famous line, right? The wand chooses the wizard. Oh yeah. Right, and did the wand choose the wizard in Neville's case? No, no the wizard chose the wand. Yeah. Right, and Neville's dad's still alive, right? He's just in that psychiatric bed, right? Mm-hmm. So he's still alive. His wand probably still has allegiances to his, his Neville's dad. And Neville's dad was a good uh, wizard, used his wand a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So he basically took a wand from a dude who was alive, right? And that's why the wizard chose the wand. But then Neville's wand broke. And I think it's Order of the Phoenix or... It might have been Order of the Phoenix or the Half-Blood Prince. His wand broke, right? And then he was forced to get a new one. And then, if you kind of look at it, that was kind of his turning point. Like, he actually became a good wizard in the end. Yeah, but, okay, wait, what is the... Remember when they're in that, like, room that only opens up when they need it and they're practicing? Yeah. What movie is that? Order of the Phoenix. Okay, okay, so, yeah, because Neville was, like, shit up. Sorry. Neville was, like, not that good. And then all of a sudden, he just ended up getting it. So, like, when did his wand break? 
I forgot when his one broke. I have to look that up again. When yeah, like did he because then all of a sudden he just like keeps trying and trying and it's Yeah, not I know, working. but like he and kept then... trying and trying and trying and if he was a good wizard, he just had a bad wand. It could have like True, cuz it would still work if he was a good wizard. It just yeah. like wasn't yeah, helping him that's before. What I'm saying. Okay. So, yeah. so no, it still worked. Like remember when uh was it Draco took Harry's wand or Harry took Draco's wand? Whoever took whose wand? Uh, yeah, Harry took Draco's one. It still wasn't. It it didn't have. It had the power. It just didn't have the extreme yeah. power it had that Harry's old one had. Yeah. Right. That's why also the elder one is the most powerful. Whoever has it wields unlimited amount of power. That's the only case where the wizard chooses the one and yeah. not the other way over. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my theories. And now I have some like, I have to like this. Is actually, pretty cool. This is like a discussion, <laughs> and so. If you know me um, and the previous podcast I've done, I talk about the dark side of a lot of movies, some happy movies. Like I just did the one with Forrest Gump. I did some dark stuff in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to do dark stuff in this. I feel like Harry Potter is a very happy book, very kid-friendly book, right? It has these kind of undertones of like messed up stuff. Um, like the Death Eaters are supposed to kind of be like Nazis. Like even the way they had their hats look like mm-hmm. KKK members. And like pure bloods, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that Nocturna Alley, for example, they could sell different stuff, like wizarding stuff. You kind of get what I'm saying? No. Like Polyjuice Potion is, I find it the most creepiest potion there is. Yeah. Because imagine I go up to, I don't know, give me some random person. Sorry. No. <laughs> Famous like singer or something. Um, Drake. <laughs> okay, I go up to Drake. I pluck one of Drake's hair. I put in that thing. Guess who I turn into? I turn into Drake. Now I can go around pretending I'm Drake, and everybody, will be like, oh, it's Drake. Yeah. And you know what follows from that? It could something could follow from that. Same thing. Imagine I'm like. I don't know. You could you could do a. Being turning into someone else in their entirety has a lot of gray space. It's a kids' podcast. A lot of gray space on what bad things could be done when that happens. Yeah. Right. So I think that adding that into like a Harry Potter universe would be something pretty cool to talk about. Um, and I'm just going to talk about things that I I would like to see in the Harry Potter universe. Uh, and I wrote, and also the Imperious Curse, man. That curse which is one is that one? Three deadly curses. There's yeah, but which killing. one is it? It's the one which the, controls people to do anything. You can make them do whatever you, you want. You can make people do whatever you want. Yeah, no, that's... You can make yeah, people do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, with the spider, yeah. yeah. That's probably the misused a lot. Exactly. No, that, if we had that in real life, it would be oh, horrible. Oh, we all be dead by now. Yeah. Well, not even that. It would just be like... Yeah. Disaster. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of these curses which are just pure messed up. Yeah. Um, and I used to write some fan fiction. I would tell you guys my name. It's like uh, Spry Wizard something. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I for, it's, it had a bunch of numbers. I forgot what they were. But I used to write, and I made this series, and it was called, like, the Dark Lord series. I like the concept how... Uh, Voldemort was like the Dark Lord of Slytherin, right? He took everything bad about Slytherin and he put it all together into one, like, one 
combined thing. Yeah. Like he was the he was the Dark Lord of Slytherin, right? Yeah. And then imagine if Dumbledore took the like a track, like the track that he was taking before before his sister died. Mm-hmm. He was he was gonna he could have became the Dark Lord yeah. of um what's it called again? Of Gryffindor, right? And on in my uh in my fan fiction, I wrote about the Dark Lord of Hufflepuff because I felt that Hufflepuff, you barely talked about them, but I thought that imagine someone with all the powers of Hufflepuff and all the belief that you could be kind and nice and do all this, but in the shadows you're doing evil stuff. And nobody would ever suspect it because you're Hufflepuff. Everybody forgets about Hufflepuff. Nobody cares about Hufflepuff. But imagine if they were the most powerful house there really was, right? There was the Dark Lord of Hufflepuff. So that's a thing that I created. Um, They should make that into a movie. I should, like, put that on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. You guys have any, like, things that you ever wanted to see in Harry Potter? Or are you not as nerdy as me? <laughs> mm. Probably not any Dark Lords. No, well, that's difficult. I feel like that's something you actually need to think about. Mm. Like, I feel like eight movies and seven books are, like, when you count The Cursed Child, it's more about stuff. I feel like it's a shame there wasn't more books and movies because there was a lot of things that could like been developed more oh yeah the storyline and it's just so many it's, yeah. a, it's a shame but that's why i like jk rowling she has a lot of writings about just all this can you read them yeah you can they're all yeah. online at pottermore mm. it's the greatest site it used to be the best site of all time but then they took away the like the game they used to have this really cool game where you could like mix <laughs> potions and like yeah. i'd collect like i'd have these one potion sitting 24 hours on like the desktop and like and you can mix that with another potion and create stuff yeah. So thank you guys for coming on this podcast. This is gonna be a long episode, probably gonna split into two. Thank you for inviting us and sharing your. Apparently, no one gets invited on this, so we're honored. Yeah, Yeah. now I'm not gonna sleep because I'm gonna keep thinking about theories. And I need to go rewatch all the movies again for the tenth time, (laughs) analyze every little detail, and we can come back and we can do another episode. I need to read the books, (laughs) and then I'll have more opinions. Better be on that. Yeah. And so that's all I have for you guys for this week's edition of Shower Thoughts with the Side Popcorn. I hope you guys enjoyed our two-week special. Um, and I just want to give you guys a bit of a preview for next week. Well, it's probably one of my favorite topics I've ever covered before. I've, I'll have so many really, really cool theories. I'm really excited to share all of it with you guys. Um, and yeah, so remember... Have a nice night, have a nice day, have a nice wherever it is. You know how it goes with shower thoughts and with a side of popcorn.